Welcome to episode uh, 36 of Grill How Long Steak, Mister. Ten minutes, Chef. Uh, yeah. Can you 86 the fucking attitude? <laughs> Already. What's the not. fucking deal, son? I'm just shady. Dude. This week's episode, Johnny might actually have to get uh, <laughs> get fire smacked from his mouth. Whatever, dog. By uh, Chef Stills. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yo, I am one of your hosts, uh, Bobby Stills, Johnny Tsunami, uh, across from me. Yeah, you know, stinking. Man, you bright as hell today. I know, I got my yellow tea on. Uh, I just got off the plane, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are recording to you from Seattle, Washington, South Lake Union. So, yo, two and two. We are part of the Soundcast Network and K Boogie in the house. Yeah. You want to say what's up, K Boogie? This dude up in the studio doing yoga. yoga. Yeah, right? Like, what? Okay. <laughs> Done ripped his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Too much upward dog or whatever they uh, do. Upward dog? Downward dog? Upward that, cat? Gotta get down. <laughs> anyway, I'm tired as hell, man. I'm pretty tired myself. I don't know, man. Fuck work, man. I don't like working. <laughs> well, currently I don't work, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get right into updates. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Uh, I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm at the point now to where uh, I think, I, I think did I say last week I tried to put on my two weeks? Yeah. I did say that. And the dude tried to say no. He Well, he was like, that's fucked up. You're an asshole. Why are you trying to threaten shit? I was like, it's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just trying to chill out, you know what I'm saying, see where it goes. Uh, it's just too cake there. Too easy? Yeah, and um, I don't know, man. I just, I'm really, go to work to work. Yeah, you gotta and, seem like you're, you're like you're done. Yeah, because at this point it's like I'm doing my shit and I wish somebody wants to, they, it's extracurricular shit. Yeah. It's like everybody in their feelings and shit like that. It's never about... Like the job, my shit always looks good. My shit's always done on time and stuff like that. Just picking apart shit, and I'm over it. I'm tired of being micromanaged, especially by. And there's people that li- at my job that listen to you know listen to the show. Uh, they know who they are. I've called them assholes before. I'm <laughs> asshole. They're asshole to their face. I'm cordial to everybody. I try to be funny and. We'll get out there, man. Well, Everyone's hiring. It's ridiculous how many people are hiring right now. You know, I just don't want to end up back on the streets. Good restaurants too. Yeah, not even I, those boo boos. I do miss cooking in the kitchen, right? Um, that's uh, my update. Shit, I, I got wish, updates. <laughs> I wish my owners were there more. That I haven't seen them very much lately. I just wish they're probably out enjoying their summer like everybody else is, right? <laughs> what I'm trying to do. <laughs> anyway, I am enjoying my summer. Good. I love my girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, I miss um, her. I love you. So my week update is pretty good. Oh shit! Here um, we go. If you guys haven't heard by now, Johnny. Yeah, well, Johnny's unemployed right now. Currently, man, it's fucking. Boo-boo. He got fired, dog. No, nobody got fired. He got so. He got canned, dog. I mean, last week it was actually ridiculous because we were talking about it last week. Yeah, we were. Just and about it last week. literally the day after the show, as I told you, I was putting in my notice because I was just done with all the bullshit. Um, I go to work. I work my lunch shift, and after my lunch shift, I'm told that we are shutting down the restaurant for good. This is in between lunch service and dinner service. There were people there, and I was like, all right, those are the last customers. I had to turn some people down and lock the door. It was was a sad day. I was getting text messages. (laughs) You texted me like, hey, like ASAP. I mean, I knew. Because we we knew. Like, we kind of knew some shit was going down. You would talk to me about it. 
And we were just trying to figure out. Me and you even talked about working back together. I know. Well, like, they were trying to give me the restaurant. Well, so what happened was, this is this is ridiculous. So we're just going to do the quick recap real quick. And I wanted to give a big shout out to the crew that worked at Chop Shop. Um, they all worked really, really hard trying to save a restaurant that R. was sinking. Yeah. Um, front of house and back of house, you know. Um, and for all you haters out there that are smiling at us because we closed, fuck y'all. Just so you know. Anyway, so basically what happened was is there were some managerial issues going on, not by like myself or the front of house manager. It was up above, like, you know, ownership. You got owners and investors. Yeah, owners and investors not money, doing money, money, money. things, you know. And um, so what had happened was is <laughs> money just started not being there anymore, just started disappearing, man. And uh, the investors decided that they couldn't invest in us anymore, which is kind of shitty. Well, they lost. They they, they, did, they they didn't believe in the person that was in charge anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I got to do it. <laughs> I got to do it. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to hold it in, that's but tough. unfortunately, yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this shit. Like it has nothing to do with the staff. The staff put in a lot of good work, hard work, hours that they weren't paid for, hours that they are not being compensated for. Now they had no notice on this and it was a really shitty situation so for all you guys who worked at Chop Shop I'm sorry that that happened Um, but yeah you know it was an ownership issue when your owner's not there and your owner's not taking accountability for the things that are going on and telling the investors that things are good especially when they pop up bottles at 11 o'clock in the morning shit I didn't say nothing (laughs) but you know it's just it's just unfair you know there was a lot of instances where I was working um you know, private events or something like that. And it was said that it was included in my salary, which no contract was signed, you know, um, where we were, we were slaving out over there and I feel really bad. And it was a restaurant Whoa, that well, we, I don't know if I like that terminology. Okay. Well, we were working really hard. Any, <laughs> anytime that you're working and you can't even live off the wage that you're working off of, then that, then that, that's how it is everywhere. It's not how it is. Everywhere. That's how it is. Everywhere, Especially man. when you're working at a restaurant that's supposed to be paying you and they're just not. That's the issue. It's like my last paycheck bounced. I didn't even get paid until before I left on my vacation. Well, that's an issue. That's an issue that we've talked about before, and that's an issue that we're trying to deal with in the city right now. Is that uh, all these cooks and stuff like that at these restaurants? Uh, they can't afford to eat at those restaurants. No, uh, they can't afford to live in the city where they cook at. And uh, uh, well, that's why all these laws are coming into play, like the fifteen dollar minimum wage, and yeah, trying to and regulate to get, these schedules. Not to get sidetracked, but a, a gentleman that works in the, the kitchen uh, industry. Uh, had just got jumped by three people down the street from my house. It was written about a couple different stories, but the violence has went up in my neighborhood on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. where Johnny's place was. Yeah, I know. There too. were four shootings there this week. Yeah, but uh, he had got jumped and beat up, and they literally took – he had just got off work from a kitchen. They took his knife? No, no, no. They took – they robbed him. He had $2 on him, and he said that he had just borrowed that $2 from somebody out to, that, get, on the to get on the bus. Grease, you know what dude. I'm saying? That's so But greasy. you got – you know, you got waiters and uh, waitresses walking out with oh, four or five hundred dollars <laughs> that night. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they look pretty and they can smile well. Right. But, but anyway. So. But anyway, yeah. So it was an unfortunate event and I feel really bad. But, um, you know, we uh, we tried really, really hard to to keep that restaurant afloat. And I felt like things were going well. Um, we just caught things a little too late. And by the time the investors got you know wind of what was really going on, they were just they were tapped out. They had no more money, you know? Um, 
I wish that they wouldn't have closed the restaurant down the way that they did just because we didn't have any time to say, you know, send have a proper send off for our restaurant, say goodbye to the customers, the regulars that come there because there were regulars. There were you people. don't know what happened in that meeting, though. I don't know what happened Some in that shit might have got said. They might have been like, give me your motherfucking keys. Well, I don't know. All I know is that they is that I was offered a position higher there um, so that they could try and save the restaurant. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I had already put in my notice. So it's unfortunate. I'd love to come work with you. On to bigger and brighter things, though. Your boy staged at Art of the Table. That's right. So hold on. But, you know, the thing you... We're already planning on... You had this stash already set up. Well, I had it set up, yeah. But, you know, I was expecting to go on at least two more weeks at Chop Shop, you know. And, I, you know, it's unfortunate I can't go back there and say hi to my people and, you know, try and... always good to come back through it's and get always some free good. food. Yeah, and, but it's unfortunate because it's not there anymore. And I got people texting me and calling me, asking me what happened. And I can't really disclose that much information because I don't know Now, why are you mad at me? I'm mad at you <laughs> because you posted this shit on Facebook calling me out like, what am I going to do? Like, what the fuck you mean, what am I going to do? It was a joke. I know it's I a joke. Kn- but I knew, I already knew that I, it was like... a. A, a thing to get people to tune into the show to find out what happens I mean, with I get, Johnny. I get that. But at the same time, when you have comments going out, I'm not going to name any names, but they're talking about respectable businesses. It's it's those are hurtful words, in my opinion, because there's people out there that were that were grinding, you know, know day mean, in and day out trying to make that he's place. Getting at your goat, dog. I mean, that's fine, and he got it because <laughs> he did I was salty, man. Super, my restaurant just still salt. Out. Yeah, I'm a, I'm still salty. I didn't even get to cook my last brunch, bro. Like it you, was gone. You was, I mean, it feels like so somehow I feel like you knew this was coming or something. I knew it you was had coming. A stage, you had a stage set up, and you was going on vacation. <laughs> the vacation was pre-planned. Is there, man. Something, <laughs> is there something you're not telling us? No. No, man. Johnny Tsunami, the inquiring minds would like to I had know. a feeling that some things were going awry, but you know, at the same time, I had to get out of there because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. But I had hope that somebody would come in and take, you know, what I needed to do and make it happen, I guess. I don't know. Have I you, knew that once I was gone, it was gonna it was gonna go. Have you talked to Erica? No. Not do text, nothing. Have you tried to I sent her a text her? and I told her, you know, I was saying like, I'm sorry that this happened. It was really abrupt. I want you to know that we have your back. Um, I'm not going to say very much. We'll talk more after the show because, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, since since it's happened, you know, I got texts and stuff like that, obviously from friends and people that, you know, know that you work there. Uh, but stories started coming to me from other oh, people yeah. about. I got tons of stories. Um, her. Mm-hmm. Now that they were closed and stuff like that and you didn't work there anymore, they just like, well, this I know this this happened this happened and I'm like I mean that's the story everywhere yeah uh, we're gonna get into that uh, on the second half of our show we're gonna kind of get into that it's it's tough but you know at the same time it's, we weren't given the proper tools to move forward you know like instead of having an executive if she had followed those rules that we covered last week. Yeah, you know, just have someone give us the support so we can move forward. Like if we would have hired a general manager a little bit earlier as opposed to like being without one for so many months, we probably could have done a lot more. We should have been booking more parties in our private mezzanine and we weren't. That shit was dope. Yeah, it was tight and it became an office for like three, four months. And that's unfortunate because that's a thousand dollar minimum up there. You know, it's like those sorts of things. That's the shit that people were missing. And that's the shit I did not that's like. The fall, that's the falling through the cracks, you know? And like, I figured it out. And by the time I figured it out, it was too late. And I was like, all right, I got a SOS, SOS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you, li- you live and you learn. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely learn from I this I wonder one. what's going to happen to that space because that space is beautiful. I hope some another restaurant goes in and they do well. Am I know? still mumbling, K-Boogie? 
Wow. But it's kind of unfortunate because it's like places are starting to close down right now oh, all it, over the place. Of course. In, in Seattle, in San Francisco, where I was just at. We'll get into that oh, a little yeah, later. We'll get into that. But, um, you know, there's it's it's a tough industry out here because it's oversaturated. Okay, so you staged at? Yes, yeah, so I staged at Art of the Table. Did you stage anywhere else? Yeah. Yeah, you did? I did. I staged at Whale Winds. Oh, you did? I didn't hear about this. I. Uh, what night did you stage? I staged there Saturday night. So oh, you didn't Saturday. tell me about that. You told me you staged at Art of the Table. Yeah, I did. It wasn't very memorable. <laughs> the stage at Whale Winds? I almost walked out. Excuse me? Yeah. What were you, what position? They put you. They put me on they, pantry. They put you on pantry, dog? Yeah. You couldn't handle it? No, I could totally handle it. It was you fine. Could, I was just like. They were, I'm, I'm going to hate this because the chef there is really nice and everybody there is really nice, but the food there is definitely low caliber. No, not, no, see, let's not say low caliber, just not your cup of tea. Okay. I'm going to say. Not up to your not, liking. Not up to my liking. Yeah. I was looking. I've for, eaten food there. I yeah, like it. I mean, it's, it's tasty. nothing memorable. I, it's, but it, I was trying it's, to achieve more. I'm it's trying delicious. To, yes. We've talked about that too. See, this is my thing. So I think that the menu there is, is good. But it's triggered to a certain audience, and you can tell what audience is there. Basic, um, because it's all them, and it's white women. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay it down. When you have pickled herring and like sardine toast and stuff like that, that's appealing to like B- Ballard, yeah, <laughs> to Ballard Fremont people. Norwegians, you know? but <clears throat> is this on the Norwegians right now? No, but you? it was just unfortunate. Mind you, you no. date a white woman. I know, but she's and she's, you live in she's Jewish Italian. So right. my girl Sarah Shadow, <laughs> but you know she's beautiful. But um. You know, it was like they were like using side plates to put salads on, right? So the salads were overflowing on the plate. Yeah, overcrowding the plate. And then they were like, you're not using enough cheese. And I was like, there ain't no more plate. I don't know where the (laughs) fuck to put the cheese. Do you want some salad with that cheese? Exactly. It was like shit like that. All right. Um, right, 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 You know, and but... But the the dinner entrees, they those look good. The chicken oh, yeah. looked really good. They had a nice porterhouse steak or ribeye that they aged. It looked yeah. really nice. They aged it in house. I think so. And so they do some pretty cool stuff. It was just really unfortunate because I was getting told by this guy like, "You're not doing this enough. You're not doing that enough." And it like literally everything he was telling me I wasn't doing enough of goes against everything that I do as a as a cook. That's fine. You know, it just wasn't you know, right. I mean, I didn't say anything, and I yeah, was like, you know, I bit my tongue. I did the 10-hour stash. <laughs> well, excuse me? How long were you there for? No, it was an eight-hour stash. So I was there from three until So you came 10. and prepped, set up your shift. Yeah, your set up the station, station. worked the whole shift. Um, I'm going to say this, though. The guy who was training me just disappeared at, like, 6.37 in the middle of the rush. And I'm like, I mean, I understand that you're trying to train me on this station, but I'm not getting paid for this, and you are, and you're not here. So you either need to Where'd be- he go? I don't know. He just disappeared. But and then I start getting railed with tickets and I'm like, I don't even know this menu. I'm trying to do all this stuff. And Did then you handle it though? I mean, yeah, of course. That's some dope shit. When you go into a stage and you get the menu down, like your station down real yeah. quick. You're like, oh, I got this. I got this. And then you're like, dog, you can go smoke as many cigarettes you want. I got this. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I was just a little frustrated because I was like, this isn't really a stage for me. This is me working this guy's shift while he gets paid for exactly. it. Exactly. You know, and then. And nobody's watching you. Yeah. And then somebody was like, oh, you're going to have to come in for a second day for another stage before we give you the job and then the chef never called me back which is unfortunate but I mean I got the job at Art at a Table um, Dustin Ronspies which is he's an amazing chef um, he's been, you know that restaurant's been there for nine years yeah. um, the sous chef is a good friend of mine as well and is they that just why, that's why you got the job uh, he put in a good word for me, but I, I came in, I showed up, you know, like they're a super scratch kitchen, which is exactly what I'm trying to do right That's now is develop my palate a little bit more. And so I go in there and uh, he's like, make this. And I'm like, so what's the recipe for it? And he's like, dog, just make a hit. 
<laughs> and so you know, make that shit slap. Yeah, and so it's like a Marcona almond relish. So I make it. It's like Marcona almonds mashed with like lemon zest and salt, a little red chili flake, and you know, just real basic and olive oil. And he tastes it, and he's like, "Bomb, let's move on." So we just keep on going, and we make dishes and stuff like that. Um, and it's it's just off the top of the it's off the cuff, you know. It's the way it is, it's and fun. It's, it's a tasting menu, menu nine course yeah, tasting menu. menu changes all the time, every day. It's Bang, dope. Banger. So, you know, a really cool thing my sister said on the last note is like she thinks that after I work at this restaurant for a little bit that I might be able to go on one of those TV shows. Nah, you don't want to do that. I mean. What's your sister's name? Melody. Melody? This one talking smack? She's not talking smack. She's looking out for her little brother. Her little brother? Yeah. Because yeah. Robert still seems to be. She a, thinks I'm picking on Johnny. She thinks, I, she, thinks, <laughs> she thinks I talk down to Johnny. You do talk down to me, but man, you, I do it out of love. Yeah, I guess so. It's just the way Robbie is. Nobody knows you the way I know you, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your girlfriend does, and I don't know how she. I don't lives. talk down to her. <laughs> She'll she slap the shit out of she you. Not, she does not stand for that shit. That's, that's one way to turn her. She's super, super affectionate and loving on me. And then she, but the second I show any <laughs> sort like. Disrespect or raise my voice? Oh no, cold blood. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on. Well, shout out Melody. Yeah, shout out Melody. I've never met her before. Yeah, she's good people. You'll you, meet her one you day. Embarrassed of me? No. But shout out Allison too, my other sister. Well, she, she's the one to date Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a baby with Batman. What? Yeah, she had a baby with Black Batman. Yeah, that's something. That's an accomplishment, right there. <laughs> I never met no Black Batman it, before. Neither have I until I met him. He's cool though. <laughs> that's what I heard. Shout out John. Shout out Big John. <laughs> anyway, this is a Johnny episode, I think. The first half, at least. Yeah, of course, man. Big things, big things going yeah. on in your world, man. I, tragedy struck. <laughs> I you, rose from the ashes like a phoenix, <laughs> motherfucker, like a phoenix. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Listen. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we look forward to catching up. I yeah. I can't wait to come out there. Yeah. Uh, Art of the table is very. good. Yeah. We have a dope chef counter, and it's literally in the kitchen. It's like being at a house, man. It's nice. All right. Now, uh, do we want to do? I want to do a quick update on San Francisco. Okay. Johnny took his first trip to San Francisco. And it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, I love seeing the city. I wish that I saw more black people. Um, that was unfortunate. You gotta, you gotta, I was in West Oakland, like North Oakland. Yeah, I was yeah. all over the place. Why, Gentrification. Why were you in Oakland? Because there's restaurants over there. There's a lot of good restaurants in Oakland right now. It's trendy. Funny thing is the first restaurant I go to, right? First restaurant. I know the chef. <laughs> I'm like, I've never been here before. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Where do you go know from? Um, we used to work together at Black Bottle. And he was a good friend of mine. And uh, he instantly remembered me, sent me out a bunch of stuff. He was doing some dope stuff. He had like... He had, that's, that's that, that G-shit, right? Fried green beans that came out. And I was like, what is this? This is weird. And then like he had this octopus and it was delish. It was bombing. This calamari salad with... um, He fried his Corona beans and these little lemon twists on top. So they were like crispy, but citrusy. It was so good. Is this Mediterranean food? Um, It was like Italian. It was, yeah. Um, and then, of course, if you guys have ever seen, like, No Reservations, I think it is, Anthony no Anthony Bourdain goes to uh, Swan Oyster Depot on Knob Hill. Yeah. And uh, I waited in line for an hour and got me some fresh oysters and a good calamari neighbor, salad. It's a neighborhood, too. It's a great neighborhood. I loved it. Right by Chinatown. Um, I talked to the to the owners and the son. It's a family that's back there. It's been yeah, over there for over 100 years. It. And, um, you know, I sat in the same seat that Tony Bourdain sat in. And, uh, Fucking nerd. Almost ate exactly the same thing. I didn't get the carapace. Man, that place is pretty pricey. Yeah. I got a salad, it's, it's a worth soup. It though, man. Yeah, oh, it's totally worth it. And it's fresh and the guys just chat you up and they know so much. I got a recipe for a stuffed calamari. Old Greek recipe. It's dope. It's 
was it was so much fun, man. I loved it. I thought you said uh, uh, San Francisco wasn't popping like you thought it was. Um, no, I thought I don't understand why everyone says it's so much. It's so. It's different, you know, like it's the, very, the building styles different. are different. The people are different. The the atmosphere is different. Um, I was looking when I was in Berkeley, you know, and I was looking at these houses and I was like this volunteer park, you know, you, you go to these houses in Seattle and you're like, damn. But you go to these houses and you're like, this is kind of like adobe. Like, <laughs> you know? like, are we on? Yeah, I don't know. Like in a mission. But, uh, but uh, you know, I also went to the mission and had some tacos. And listen to a big bat, um, big brass band. You know, it was a good time. So like I'm a, not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on San Francisco. Sounds like a I good just, experience. It was a great experience. I just thought that um, I would, I had a different mentality going into it because I think it was, it's so hyped, you know. And I think that it's really beautiful. Public Enemy said, "Don't believe uh, the hype." Yeah, exactly. I think it's really beautiful, but I think that it's, um, it's a really crammed city. You know, they have a lot going on. Very crammed, much yeah. bigger than Seattle. I mean, they say it. Yeah, they say it. It's pretty small as a San Francisco as a city, but I don't know. It okay, was, it was a good time though. Anyway, good. I'm happy. Um, another update from last week. Uh, yeah, the Restaurant Alliance Group. No. Hey, grow. How long on that steak, bro? Yeah, I had to go on a cigarette break. <laughs> I'm done. I gotta, I gotta pee. I, I don't. I better know. get out in five minutes. I'm not sure. Ask Tyler to fire. <laughs> oh no, Tyler! <laughs> the, the fuck is Tyler? Yeah, no, he's outspoken. He's fucking. Himself. He's vaping in the walk-in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so not not the Restaurant Alliance group, but the Seattle Restaurant Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, we were touching on um, scheduling and how there was. Uh, um, a survey going out by the Seattle Restaurant Alliance and the Seattle City Council, I guess, or something like that, talking about um, this people uh, regulating people's schedules so they have ample amount of time to um, have notice of schedule changes and also so they work a set amount of hours so they're not missing out. Um, so they're not working like clopins or they're not overworking, you know, just trying to regulate their hours. So the Seattle Restaurant Alliance, I contacted them today and I got a hold of some people and they were super nice and they have a lot of information. Jillian Hens was the lady that I talked to. She was super sweet, really excited that we had a podcast that were that was talking about them um, and gave me some information so we can give you a, a little recap. So they have a group right now that has 1,245 members. Um, and this survey that they did, that we were getting the stats from, they'd had 700 people that they interviewed, all actual restaurant workers, no managers, no owners, um, literal people who are basically, as we would call, the grunts or, you know, the, 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 the worker grunts, bees, you yeah. know. Um, anybody who was caught as a manager going through the process um, was phased out. So to keep the numbers, you know, pretty strict. Um Nobody could take the test more than once. It was like an online little survey thing. So nobody could take it more than once. They had an IP address uh, verifier. So if something came from the same IP address, they would phase that out. So nobody could take the test over and over and over again and mess up the numbers. So these guys did their did their shit, you know, like they really went hard. They um, have been petitioning in um, Olympia to for not for this bill to pass they're actually against the bill that's passing um that's why they did this study. yeah so that's why they did this who study who introduced the the actual bill the Seattle City Council okay and this is the issue so the Seattle City Council is trying to regulate these things and the issue is is this group is saying that why is the city going to regulate what 
small businesses do. Shouldn't the workers. Shouldn't the workers and the owners figure out what they do because they don't know what's happening with the business, such as, you know, like with my business. If business is running slow and we're not making money, we're going to run a two-man line, you know, and somebody's going to get their hours cut. Gotta and they're not going to know until the, until the day before or something, but we'll make it up to them later, you know. They'll come back and they'll get an extra day later, but you don't know what's happening. I'm torn. It's a, I mean, it's difficult for me, too. So I, I emailed the lead represent, representative of their group. And his name is um, David something. I can't remember his last name. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, but he hasn't, uh, Sean David, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. And I'm trying to figure out why he's saying that this bill is going to affect the small businesses. So once he gets back to me, we'll get back to you guys and let you know. Maybe we'll be able to get him on here. Yeah. And he, you know, I hear that he's really nice and he really wants to, uh, and, he, and he's good with interviews. He, he was, was he was on King Five. Yeah, he was on King Five, and he did an interview. And I guess uh, King Five just bashed him, like totally bashed him, saying that they didn't know why he was talking about this because it's not going to directly affect him. So basically, what this law that we're talking about is trying to initiate is saying that retailer food services with at least 500 employees worldwide um, need to give two weeks scheduled notice have a predictability of pay for schedule changes, um, at least 10 hours of rest between shifts, and offer new hours to existing workers. I mean, I agree with a lot of these points, um, especially if you're working for a corporation like Chipotle or you know McDonald's <laughs> yeah. or something like that. These are important things because they're probably screwing their workers because they don't really care. I just read an article that... Um Young people are not signing up for fast food jobs anymore. No, they're it's trying to, mostly older people. Yeah, older people. They're people. I mean, people who can't get jobs can get a job at McDonald's. Struggle, but you know, and they're not getting paid. So, like having them get paid fifteen dollars an hour, having them have a regulated schedule, I think is a good thing. But at the same time, if you look at it, if it affects the small business, it could really screw the food industry, um, the full service industry, as we call it. We need to be able to regulate our own schedules. We need to be able to take vacation when we need to take vacation. Right. And like if somebody wants to fill in and work a couple extra hours, let that motherfucker work a couple extra hours. Yeah, uh, most definitely. I, you know, we talked about it on the show. To, I, you know, I, I understand. Uh, I think they're all good points that we have covered um, within, within the bill. I think they're all good I mean, I like both sides, and I, I feel both sides, you know? Most most people that I've seen online, the people in Seattle are, not are that, beefing, are, yeah. They're not with it. Well, I mean, I'm not with it if it's going to affect restaurants like that I'm working in, you know, because it could really screw us over. But I do, as I said before, I do see it for larger corporations as something that would work. Yeah, but there's, see, the, on, now there's people that are on both sides that are right and wrong. Yeah. There's people that abuse it, and then there's people that are, are totally already, you know, um, up, uh, doing this style yeah. of scheduling. Yeah, exactly. So it's a fine line. We'll have to talk. Well, more. we're get we'll get more on it next week or the week after when we when we get more responses from these people. But let let's let you guys know that the Seattle Restaurant Alliance is a group. They have a Facebook page. Go check it out. Like it. They have a bunch of info on what they're doing, how they're petitioning. Um, they're a really good group of really nice people just trying to look out for the little guy. They also um, have the entire bill posted on their page. Oh yeah, the entire bill and every update page that goes page. on. Yes, exactly. So yeah. Are we going to get into this, uh, this thing going on at the bottom here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it real quick. All right. Let's wrap it up. So we want to talk about um, addiction in the rest in the kitchen. and um, Which we've talked about. Yeah, which we talked about before. before. Um, this article popped up on Munchies about how this uh, chef 
was um, working with this guy and didn't even realize that he was a drug addict um, and found out one day that he passed away. And that's why he wasn't at work. And the reason why this is such a big deal for him was because he gave him a cash advance on this. Um, he was reluctant to give him the cash advance because he felt it was a little bit weird. Sketchy. Ske- yeah, exactly. And then he finds out that the, the guy overdosed. Um, so, you know, this is just a quick little recap. We're just trying to say, like, you got to look out for your people, you know? Talk to your guys, you know, see what the, we'll see what's yeah, going on. I, I People mean, on the surface don't really don't really, you know, show their pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you can tell there's a it's a cash business sometimes. When you work totally. You chains. walk out with like one hundred dollars in tips. Yeah, sometimes you walk out with tips, you know, people need and it's go get not, that rock. It's, it's not just the crack rocks <laughs> or the H. No, it's, it's the it's, booze. Too. It's the booze. It's seriously it's the gambling. Booze. Yep. It's women. <laughs> it's all the that. cocaine. <laughs> the, the, the co- cocaine. <laughs> but, you know, it's a it's a tough industry out there. Cocaine. And it's one of those untapped industries. The food industry is where. You know, there's at the at a certain point in time, you're given drinks. You know, it's a it's a they feed your addiction in this industry, you know, and some people can't handle that. And some people can. Um, some it, people want like that kind of and some life. people like that. And that's why they go into it. I, you know that. And that's one of the reasons I uh, see, that's the problem I have with my work right now. Is I like it that I like it that I can I can go into my work and I can uh, well usually when you go into a kitchen and you got a problem with somebody you can tell somebody to fuck off yeah you know you don't like somebody you handle that shit eat a dick bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know and uh, people's got a drug problems people do have drug problems yeah. and you can snatch them up mm-hmm. uh, you can t- tell them take some time off yeah. figure it out this job's maybe stressing you too much I've had that happen at, at multiple restaurants where you. You know, we've caught people and they're drinking at work excessively and you're like, you know, let's give this person a week off and see what happens. And they come back and hopefully, you know, they come back ready to eager to work. Most times they come back and they're worse for and the they're wear. Worse, Yeah, because they just been drinking or doing what they do the whole week because they're like free time. <laughs> and then they try to blame the restaurant being like the restaurant overworks me. And so that's why I do this. And it's like, but you ain't do no work when you're here. So <laughs> what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's just a, what, what I'm trying to say is like, look out for your chefs, look out for, you know, it, it happens a lot with chefs and that's the issue is like they put, they're put in these high stress situations yes. where they're supposed to manage people. They're supposed to manage food numbers and do all this stuff. And they probably have their own family that they're trying to start or some sort of life that they're trying to lead and they can't. And, and they, they have to put on a brave face. They got to put on a brave face. Yeah. Everything's okay. You guys. Right? And when, I know there are bank accounts on zero performance enhancers, as I call them, you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to take a quick shot, take he, a little hit before work. You know, they help. They, it calms you down so you can actually interact with your customers I mean, for years and years and years. Uh, I worked in kitchens and uh, most of the time I was drinking when I got off work. Right after. Late, right until late in the morning because you don't get out of the restaurant till 11, 30, 12, exactly. 1, 2. So you had all your spots you used to drink at and then you get up in the morning. What's the first thing you do? You go to a bar and you get a shot. Yeah, hair done. Then you come into work. And you go to that bartender who set up his bar. Let me get a shot real quick. Tasting. <laughs> then you're, you're feeling just right, man. Right. It's ready to handle that stressful position. So you can only imagine what the boss and is And that's okay through. every now and then. But when you take it to the next level where it's every day or when you're an owner or a, or a, or a or the head chef and you go and you just drink all day and you're like, well, this is my restaurant. I, I can do this. And it's like that's when it gets a little unacceptable because you're not affecting 
the restaurant. This, well, shit, this shit hits close ho- close to home to me. Well, it hits, I, it hits close to home to me I because know. I worked with a ton of chefs. But, but I have that friends have, now that are. That, I mean, they exactly. Do it. And you know, and it's tough. And I wish that I could help all my friends that I see doing their things. But you know, at the same time, you got to let them be who they be. And if this is the path that they decide to take, like even all you can do is try and help. You know. You can't force somebody to change their ways. That's right. You know, you so a, you just got to be a friend and and let them know that you're there. And that's what we try to do here in this industry for us. That's right. We're family. Exactly. Ohana. Ohana. <laughs> you know, and that's why it was super sad that Chop Shop closed because I definitely felt like I lost a bunch of family members. You know, like the thing about it is, though, just like you running in the homeboy down in uh, San Francisco, man. You walk right up in there and it's like, I know. What up, fam? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And he's like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and he was CDCN. He has like three kids, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's good. So, I mean, I people it. do change and like you, you, you just gotta, you know, keep respect your homies, you know, it's a family, yeah. it's your brothers and sisters, you know, yeah, we're not in this industry alone. Yeah. And, and none of us, none of us are angels. No, none of us are angels. I think we're mostly devils and demons in this industry and that's what we do. Hell say Knives and fire. Knives and fire. All right. That's going to bring us into the show. We're going to hit up that IOW real quick. Which is feta. Feta, feta. cheese. Feta cheese. Feta yeah, cheese. Yeah, we're going a Mediterranean theme this uh, this month, right? This month. Yeah, we're going to try to theme it up. Change it up. Me and Johnny were supposed to be, we're supposed to meet and try to write out like, write uh, this ahead of time. But you know, I'm busy these days. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lady. I got a lady friend. We both have jobs. jobs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Suicide Squad. How was it? Uh, I walked out. Really? Yeah, you know, I don't It's gross out. and mad was, cash right now. I was tired as hell too. And I was like, I'm just. I'm I heard like, Will Smith just carried the movie though. He play, he did that pursuit of happiness. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Anyway, feta cheese. Uh, I'm gonna go first this week. Yeah, because you first next week. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, I don't know. I'm tired too. Anyway, <laughs> shut up with your big ass head. <laughs> your big ass head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're doing feta. I'm gonna do a um, something in homage to my old restaurant. Um, homage. A, t- a fresh tomato. Uh, salad with fresh feta and uh, what we're gonna do is what I like to do is a tarragon vinaigrette so a little bit of champagne vinegar I'd say about a cup of champagne vinegar or let's do a half cup to uh, three cups olive oil a little bit of salt fresh chopped shallot um, and freshly torn tarragon um, you're gonna blitz Freshly, that up. You're gonna smack it to wake it up, dude. No, you tear it off, and then it does. It activates it. Oh, if you ever take, so if it. you don't know this, if you take an herb, smell it before you do anything to it, and then take it in your hand and tear it and smell it again, it's going to activate the Boom. smells and the flavors. So it's going to be more aromatic. Um, so yeah, you're gonna take those off the stem. You're gonna put it the tarragon off the stem. Put it in the Vitamix Roboku, whatever. You're gonna blitz that up until it's nice and creamy, and then you're gonna toss those freshly chopped tomatoes. I'm gonna say like maybe three or four of different colors. Um, I like to cut them in little um, triangles, you know, and maybe some squares, get some shapes going so we can plate nicely. Uh, You're going to toss those in the vinaigrette, place that on the plate with a little bit of cucumber, fresh cucumber. (laughs) Nothing done to the cucumber, but uh, on top of the cucumber, you're going to finely shave the feta. And um, it's going to give it a nice little saltiness on top. Finely shaved? Yeah, finely shaved. Do a little bit of- What are you shaving it with? Uh, mandolin. I use a knife, a sharp knife, um, and a little fresh oregano on top. Um, use a little bit of finishing salt, Maldon, on top of those cucumbers just to bring sweat them a little bit. Fresh olive oil. Yeah. And yeah, and fresh olive oil as well. You know, that Atlas, as I like to use. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my salad for this week. Did you do the recipe for the tarragon? Yeah, I said a half cup of uh, champagne vinegar. I wasn't listening. Um, three cups of olive oil. 
Let's, let's say a bunch of tarragon, a half a shallot, finely chopped. Um, let's throw in a little bit of honey. Let's do two tablespoons of honey in there. You Sweetness. Know? Yeah, sweeten it up. Um, and yeah, and a little bit of salt just to bring it up to taste. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to do uh, me a... Um uh, a dill, feta, and garlic uh, cream cheese spread. Oh, again, this is very versatile. I was like, boggle. Yeah, you can use it. <laughs> you can use it for a lot of different stuff. You can put it on meat. You can put it on pita. You can put it on crackers. Put it on your bitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have one of those, I, mean, I date. If, if she's I date, freaky, I date women. So that, <laughs> about that. Very, very, very easy. Uh, you're gonna get um, 16 ounces of uh, cream cheese. Uh, you're gonna get an ounce and a half of uh, feta. Uh, three cloves of garlic. You're gonna peel those and mince those. And then you're gonna get, um, I don't know, one bunch or two tablespoons of roughly chopped fresh dill. Um, you're gonna just put those. I, I'd put it in a paddle mixer. Uh, you can do it by hand in a medium bowl. KitchenAid? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. paddle mixer, you can do it by hand, too, oh, with a spatula. spatula. Uh, but I would like, I'd like a paddle mixer, I, or you can whip it. I, that's what I prefer. Yeah, I mean, a paddle uh, mixer is nice because it actually emulsifies Yeah, exactly. Uniform. Um, and then you want to mix all that stuff uh, together. Um, if you want to hit it on high and add some of that, that water from the feta in there, it'll oh, make nice. it a little bit more thinner. Yeah, give it some brine. Um, exactly. And then you can spread that on, on chicken, lamb. Yeah. Anything. That sounds pretty good. Um, super easy, super versatile, and you can play with it. Uh, you can add whatever. You can add some uh, nuts to the top of it. Um, you can uh, mix it by hand. Just put the block of feta in there. Do it by hand. It's going to make it a little bit more uh, chunkier. Uh, put it on salads. Whatever. It's just good shit. I don't care. Hey, that sounds good as like a little feta ranch sauce on a salad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love salads, dog. Yeah, and you can add some you, b- buttermilk to it from our last exactly. one. Whatever. It's I nice. don't care. Uh, goat's milk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to thank you from Studio 212. Get it. South Lake Union, Seattle. Yeah, you don't need to tell about that. Well, you know, thank the Soundcasting Network for hosting us and um, our sponsors, if we had any. <laughs> and, you know, I'd like to thank Big Keith for recording us. He just left because his big ass is dumb. Um, check us out on social media uh, Facebook, Grill How Long Steak Mister. What's that? Instagram. Instagram at Grill How Long Steak Mister? Question mark. And uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, how long steak mister? Right? <laughs> That's how it is. Uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook are uh, Grill How Long Steak Mister. Okay, for sure. And then uh, Twitter is at How Long Steak Mister. I'm uh, new to these. Sentiments. Johnny Tsunami is, uh, that's him on uh, Instagram. And Thanks then, for the shout out. And me on Instagram is um, just Bobby Stills. Yeah, so if you want to see cool photos of what we do in our lives and kind of learn more about your co-host. Get that shit popping off. Yeah, hit us up. So once again, Johnny Tsunami, at Johnny Tsunami, and at Bobby Stills on Instagram. That's right. Thank you guys for listening. See yeah. you next week. Check it. Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.